On today's episode, we're exploring a bloodline that's 80% really nice guys, 80% of whom are murdered, and 1% of whom are named Thomas. <laughs> Welcome to Gob Jabbar, your guide to the iconic world of Dune. We'll be exploring the themes, philosophies, and characters found in the sandy depths of this vast universe, from Frank Herbert's groundbreaking novels to the adaptations on film and TV. My name's Abu. My name is Leo. And Leo, yeah. question. Yeah. Do you ever get the sense that like a dozen pair of eyes <laughs> are watching you? Not until tonight. No. <laughs> it's the first time. What's different about tonight? nothing no we're live we're live <laughs> that's right oh i'm a little sweatier than usual during these recordings oh my god same uh tonight yeah. we're actually holding our very first live show in discord with our lovely patrons so all throughout this episode you might hear some laughters some giggles you might hear someone's child scream in the background <laughs> apologies for all of that but this is a live show so it's going to be a bit more loosey-goosey yeah we'll see how it goes and honestly, with some of the stuff we're talking about today, a feral scream is appropriate. I think that's just about <laughs> as good a reaction as we can hope for. Because right. we are talking about the history of House Atreides, which, folks, I want you to right now picture what you think it's going to be like. Yeah. It's going to be so much weirder <laughs> than yeah. you expect. It's crazy. But we should do some housekeeping totally. <laughs> before we get too much into it. Totally. <laughs> European history's got nothing on this. <laughs> true. True. But you're right, let's take care of some housekeeping first, and then we'll dive into the episode. Mm. First and foremost, we love to get emails from all of our amazing listeners. So email us, gomjabarpodcast at gmail.com. That is the 947th time I have said that. You know the email, <laughs> I know the email. Yeah. Reach out to us, folks. We love to get <laughs> your letters. Of course, you can just add us in the Discord if you're one of our patron members. Yeah, which, you know, speaking of which... Hi, patron members. <laughs> How's it going, people? Hey, Leo. Hey. <laughs> so, yes, you could be one of them. Isn't that fun? There are a couple of other ways you can support the show. Well, not a couple of other. There are a couple of great ways to support the show. You can become a patron on patreon.com forward slash gomjabar. And you can check out our sweet, sweet merch at gomjabarshop.com. I may or may not be wearing some of it right now and sweating through it. Good Lord. <laughs> Oh, that's weird. I always imagined you naked during these recordings. Uh, Is that just me? Only sometimes. Only sometimes. <laughs> only when we talk about Gamont. <laughs> yes, truly. As always, we also want to shout out our Kwisatz Haderach level patrons. Mm -hmm. Case Aiken, Nate Hyde, thank you guys so, so much. Your generosity plus the generosity of all of our patrons and everyone who listens and shares this show week after week means the world to us. Thank you all so much for being on this geeky Dune journey with us. Geeky worm ride. Today's episode <laughs> is 100% spoiler free. We are going to be covering dates, significant characters, and history, but only up until the first pages of Dune. So if you haven't read the book yet, or if you just saw the Villeneuve adaptation, you are safe to enjoy this episode. Uh, hopefully, we're going to be giving some backstory to characters that will make those scenes the first time you experience them even more resonant 
And if you are returning to the Dune universe, maybe we'll give you some new depth to familiar scenes and characters. And I, I, unless you've read every page of the Dune Encyclopedia, I guarantee you some of this stuff is going to be new for you. So, <laughs> yes. True. And at the very least, we're giving you something to whisper to your neighbor at the theater when you go watch <laughs> right. Dune. Right. Okay, so that takes care of housekeeping. Let's talk a little bit about what we're going over today. Yeah. To set the stage, let's make sure we're all caught up on a little bit of Dune history. Sure. First and foremost, Dune, remember, takes place approximately 30,000 years into the future. Mm -hmm. And the society in which the story takes place is very feudalistic. It is a culture that is post-computer. Mm -hmm. Takes place after this event called the Butlerian Jihad. Humanity in this universe has spread to thousands of planets, but is governed by a central government ruled by an emperor. Right. Power in this government is split between the imperial throne that the emperor sits on and two major organizations, Chome and the Landsrad. Right. Chome is basically an organization that handles the economic affairs of the empire, and they also function as this sort of pseudo stock market. Right. The Landsrad is a body of the great houses and the houses minor in the Imperium, basically the major political players in this government. The Landsrad basically acts like Congress or Parliament. Right. They're making like the big decisions for humanity in the universe. Right. Now, today, kind of as we'll cover, the creation of the empire, right, the establishment of that throne involved the foundation Oh, the founding, I meant to write in the script. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Involved the founding of a number of the great houses, many of which over the last basically 10,000 years have been making those sort of big decisions and participating in those wars and the political scheming and then just so many assassinations. Just all of the assassinations are the kind of bread and butter of these major houses. Yeah, knives, inside <laughs> bodies, everywhere you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, of course, brings us to House Atreides. You read it in the title. Now you're hearing it out loud. <laughs> One of the oldest great houses formed right at the beginning of the empire and still possessing political significance 10,000 years later yeah. at the very first pages of Dune. Yeah. They're, they're killing the game, the longevity game. They've got it. Yeah. So that is some foundation setting there. Today's episode, we're going to go over the timeline and story of House Atreides. Mm-hmm. From the moment it was founded all the way until the first pages of Dune. After that, we're going to talk about some honestly iconic <laughs> members of House Atreides, some of the most prominent dukes and barons uh -huh. who ruled under the Atreides banner, because it is absolutely wild. This cast of characters is incredible. We've tried to like pitch HBO miniseries before. Yeah. This is the portion of the episode that will be us pitching like 36 back-to-back -back different series <laughs> on HBO because they're honestly all unbelievable. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. So before we jump into the episode proper, we're going to take a little break here, but stick around because when we come back, we're going to dive right into the history of House Atreides. Indeed. Welcome back, everybody. Let's get into talking about the foundation of House Atreides. Where did it start? What was that first, very first moment? Day one, hour one. Before we do, you talked about jumping into the history books. <laughs> we have to remind you really briefly. 
We here at Gamjabar focus on Frank Herbert's writing specifically, and then we also draw a lot from the Dune Encyclopedia, which was a book published in 1984. We say this because Frank's son, Brian Herbert, has written a ton of prequels that cover a lot of these historic events. Yeah. And like characters and things that we're going to be talking about. But a lot of what Brian's written does kind of directly contradict some of what Frank wrote. So we're not going to be talking about Brian's sort of lore in today's episode. Maybe one day, but it's going to be kind of a separate conversation. Today we're focusing on Frank Herbert's writings and, of course, as always, the Dune Encyclopedia, which we love so much. That's right. Ah, the encyclopedia. So good. (laughs) Yeah. And speaking of the encyclopedia... There is so much about House Atreides in the encyclopedia. Yeah. It is incredible, and we are going to do our best to condense that information down into something that is, frankly, uh, easier to follow than the encyclopedia, (laughs) because it just goes into so much unnecessary detail. Yeah. So let's start at the very beginning with the foundation of House Atreides. Right. Legend has it that the Atreidean bloodline goes all the way back to ancient Greece on planet Earth. Yeah. In one of the later books in the Dune Saga, actually, this is somewhat confirmed. Yeah. We get a quote that says, descendant of House Atreus and tracing his ancestry directly back to the Greek original, end quote. Right. Right. So there we have sort of a direct connection. House Atreides perhaps can plot its lineage all the way back. Yeah, and that's significant because we're talking, again, 30,000 years in the future. Yeah. Right, or at this point, 20,000 years in the future. So we're really just saying that and sharing that to establish, though House Atreides is at the beginning of Dune 10,000 years old, the Atreidean bloodline is much older. For sure. And also shouts to the Ancestry.com intern who had to (laughs) trace that line all the way back to House Atreides. He had to go back 30,000 years, my guy. Somebody give him a full-time job and benefits, the poor guy. Once people move to Arrakis, they are frustratingly hard to convince to give you a vial of spit for their 23andMe analysis. (laughs) They're always like, no, I need the water. It's like, God, come on. (laughs) We're trying to find out where you're from, guy. (laughs) That water discipline. Yeah. (laughs) So the first official mention of Atreides in historical record that we actually know of and that isn't just legend occurs in this collection of eyewitness accounts and diaries and documents detailing the Butlerian Jihad. Right. The Atreides name is first basically mentioned in a history book about the Butlerian Jihad. Timeline-wise, that puts us roughly around the 200 to 100 BG area, Mm -hmm. which BG stands for Before Guild. So this is before the founding of the Spacing Guild, which puts us roughly 10,000 years before the first pages of Dune. Right. Just to orient ourselves on the timeline here. Now, this first name that we get is Agamemnon Diatrades, who apparently, according to this historic text, was the governor of the Brunig district and, as many people today, was assassinated. Yay! In 175 <laughs> BG, uh, he made the huge mistake of defending the use of computers in front of rioting masses. Oh which my is, God. In the Dune universe, Probably the fastest way to get assassinated. Right. <laughs> just count the number of people in the riding mass. That's how many enemies you now have. It's yeah. just not a good strategy. Yeah. It's like being an Android user is the fastest way to get ghosted on a first date. Oh, God. That is sad <laughs> to live in that world. 
<laughs> Look, we, we all know it's Personal true. Personal trauma. Nobody at me about that. We all know that's uh, true. It's true. It is true. I've hesitated on a reply. I'll admit it. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> that you see that green text and you're like, I'm not going to fucking bother. <sighs> is it worth it? Oh, man. Maybe. We'll see. It's, you know, so he was assassinated for that. But For being an Android user? Sorry. <laughs> I, I'm not. No, no, no. no. Okay. I'm throwing you off your game. Continue. <laughs> the uh, no, don't you know androids are literally outlawed at this time in Dune? Abu, <laughs> come are. on, bro. You're right. Uh, Those Ixian iPhones are going strong, but androids are against the great convention. The slight caveat on Agamemnon: mm-hmm. we said that he's from this historic text, but here's kind of a, a bump in the path. No one knows where the Brunig district is. Yeah. And this is the only mention of him. So there are a number of like historic skeptics who are saying he kind of sounds made up by this author who's kind of embellishing history of a popular house. Right. Mm -hmm. Someone going, oh, yeah, it was Agamemnon Kardashian. Like everyone's going to read my book now because I'm talking about this famous Kardashian, you know. Yeah. An over imaginative author. Basically, it's possible. We don't know. Right. The history on that is a little fuzzy. Right. And that that's partly why we love the Dune Encyclopedia so much. It's presented as this document that historians have written in the universe. Yeah. yeah. So in universe, in Dune lore, we don't know whether Agamemnon actually existed or whether the Brunig district was even a real thing or perhaps an embellishment. Right. The Atreides that we do know existed, however, <laughs> is Demetrios. And we're going to spend a couple of minutes talking about our guy, Demetrius, because he's awesome. He's great. Yeah. He is real. There's historical <laughs> record of who he is. Uh-huh. And he's actually basically responsible for House Atreides ever existing at all. He is our origin point for House Atreides. Right. So if we rewind the clock all the way back to 88 BG, again, before Guild, there's a big old space battle happening known as the Battle of Corin. Right. And in this battle, our guy, Demetrios was a junior officer, and through some shenanigans that take place on battlefields, he ended up in command of the ship that he was stationed on when all of his senior officers were killed. Right. The chain of command got chopped all the way down to him. (laughs) Right. During this battle, a Bashar named Abelard Harkonnen Mm -hmm. turned and ran, like an absolute (laughs) coward. Yeah, gross. And this created an opening for the enemy commander. Luckily, our boy Demetrius jumps right in and manages to rally his allies. He launches this desperate counterattack, which totally works mm-hmm. and defeats this enemy commander. Yeah. And historians point out that this is the moment. Demetrius's iconic, desperate counterattack is the moment where the tide turned in the Battle of Corin. Right. And for being such an MVP, <laughs> Demetrius was given a brand new title. He was given the title of Baron Tantolos. Mm-hmm. And he was given estates on planet Enskog in 86 BG. So just two short years after that battle, he's got titles, he's got estates, folks, and House Atreides is officially established in 86 before Guild. Uh, junior officer to Baron. What a glow up. Yeah. What a glow up, folks. Wow. Talk about climbing that ladder. <laughs> Climb that corporate ladder. Also, this is officially the beginning of house atreides like this is the moment he's he's a landowner he's a baron yeah house atreides is period are those the requirements to create a house i mean be a landowner and be a baron so there will be no millennial houses (laughs) (laughs) 
none of us are going to own right. land. None of us are about? ever going to own property. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> House of Wiggins, can that exist if I'm renting? That's the question I have. <laughs> A tiny note here. House Harkonnen, House Atreides, famously don't love each other. Yeah. That moment that Abelard fled battle, Demetrius fucking called him out. He was like, yo, Lance Rad, this guy ran from battle. Mm. And the newly minted emperor was like, that's super uncool. You're exiled, my guy. Yeah. And sure enough, Abelard Harkonnen was exiled and thus begins the 10,000 year feud between Atreides and Harkonnen. Yeah. Like, if you've seen the trailers for Dune by Denis Villeneuve, you've seen the like hatred between these two houses. This is the moment that led to that movie trailer you saw on YouTube before whatever video you were waiting to watch. Yeah. I will say there's a moment later we're going to talk about, which I think is the true start of the feud, but this is the official historical start of the feud. It's absurd. Put a pin in that thought. We'll come back to it. There's some more shit that happens between the hard comments and the tradies. Yeah, true. So on our timeline now, around the 86 before Guildmark, House Carino has established itself and starts creating what will come to be known as the Imperium. They start building this empire, which will reign for the next 10,000 years, all the way up to the start of the first page of Dune. Yeah. We also, during this time period, get the formation of the aforementioned Chome and the Spacing Guild, which is significant enough to reset the clock. <laughs> yeah. Instead of counting time as BG, we now start at zero AG after guild right so now on the timeline we're at zero ag the spacing guild is established the carino empire has begun yeah and the next eight thousand years is just full of just batshit crazy things happening yeah and a lot of them we're going to touch on in the second half of our episode because a lot of these batshit crazy things happening at least in historical record are of a personal nature yeah. people getting assassinated people getting overthrown people getting thrown in jail people <laughs> sleeping with each other's wives seducing people, all of that yeah. sort of classic <laughs> yeah seducing people uh-huh. all of that sort of classic political intrigue really kind of blows up over the next eight thousand years as this fledgling empire right. grows and grows and grows yeah regarding the status of house atreides during these eight thousand years It is tumultuous, as you're kind of implying. It's tumultuous for everybody. Like, everyone's getting assassinated, lands are being claimed, things like that. Yeah. But House Atreides is not exempt from that as our sort of protagonist house. Multiple times, huge swaths of the house are literally murdered, assassinated, or, like, sold into slavery. It's honestly super depressing. (laughs) Like... Reading through the Dune Encyclopedia entry, it was like, oh, no, not again. Oh, God. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> all... I am I am baffled. And I think by the end of this episode, you'll all kind of get what I'm saying here. I am astounded that by the beginning of Dune, anybody even remotely moral has survived. Yeah. What basically sounds to me like intergalactic Mad Max. People like <laughs> killing each other, selling each other into slavery. How does a good person survive that? I don't know, but it happens. So I guess that's a testament to the innate goodness in man's heart. Right. I don't know. (laughs) It's just chaos. It's chaos. Witness me (laughs) stab this guy in the back. Famous Fremen cry. Witness me. (laughs) Wrong franchise. You're the wrong franchise. (laughs) (laughs) Call me out like that. (laughs) Now, going back to House Atreides, 
in general, as House Atreides navigates this very tumultuous first 8,000 years of the Empire, mm -hmm. there's a very diverse cast of prominent leaders. Right. Some of them are merchants. Some are very classic in their political aspirations and trying to climb the ladder. Some are very capable soldiers, while others are artists. Yeah. Musicians and poets and... You know, they, they're not out here trying to win any wars or gain any political power. So it's it's a wide cast of characters in the Atreides household right. over these next thousands of years. But the general trend is that the Atreides tend to be very honorable and fairly loyal to whoever is emperor at that time. Yeah. Or whoever got deposed as emperor and needs some help getting back and yada, yada, yada. Right, right. The encyclopedia does make clear, however, that no house is without its black sheep right. and the Atreides were no different. Quote, between its establishment and the middle of the fifth millennium, House Atreides produced many sons and daughters who gained fame from their unique talents, flamboyant actions, or spectacular vices. End quote. That's really a triple threat, huh? Unique talents, <laughs> flamboyant actions, and spectacular vices? <laughs> That's a packed weekend. That's just yeah. three days of back-to-back -back fun, huh? <laughs> right. I hope those words find their way into my obituary someday. <laughs> <laughs> Abu was known for his unique talents, flamboyant actions, and spectacular vices. Oh, gosh. R.I.P. I'll, I'll help you get there however I can, bud. <laughs> we'll get it done. We'll set some months aside. It'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Or some weekends. There's a long weekend coming up. Yeah, that's true. God, true. Now, a final shift for House Atreides begins in the year... 8705 AG. So we talked about 8,000 years of tumultuousness. Well, here we are. 8705 AG, which is when basically House Atreides supported Elrude VIII, Carino of House Carino, in reclaiming the imperial throne. You know, we talked about House Atreides generally being pretty loyal to whoever's emperor. Uh, this does often go back to like who has the rightful claim. And if someone's like assassinated wrongfully, Whoever's Atreides at that time is like, hey, that's wrong. Yeah. So there, there is sort of that element to it. But at this time, House Atreides is coming out of one of these like brinks of destruction, right? Literally everything had been taken from them. They were not doing good. And because they supported Elrude Eight, they were restored their lands and titles, given all their stuff back. Yeah. And given, very importantly, given the... I haven't had to say this word out loud yet. Given the Siridar dukedom of planet Caladan in the year 8711, 8711 AG. What a year. <laughs> what an iconic year for the Atreides. Yeah. And again, to sort of orient yourself, that is still 2,000 plus years before the first pages of Dune, or roughly 2,000 years. Right. So this is still a very long time ago, yeah. generations ago. Yeah. How's the planet, Abu? How is Keladin? Oh my gosh. Have you seen the brochure? <laughs> I I have. They don't they don't need one. There isn't one. Oh no. Who gave the what reputation was I is sterling? <laughs> <laughs> what were you reading? I don't know. It was just a picture <laughs> of water. I assumed it was a <laughs> brochure for Kaladin. No, Kaladin is incredible, Leo. Oh it's cool. Amazing. Nice. And it's so incredible, actually, that Duke Paulus. 16? Somebody help me with Roman numerals here, Leo. Yeah, 16. 16, yeah. Duh, Abu. Duh. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Abu. <laughs> Jeez. Seriously, bro. 
thought you knew your Dune stuff, man. <laughs> oh my god, I got my ass called out. Somebody take my Dune. Anyone else want to take over hosting responsibilities? Oh, oh, oh gosh. Welcome I'm to Gom Jabbar. <laughs> <laughs> With your host, Yaz and Leo. <laughs> No. That was so fucking <laughs> iconic. I forget where I was, so I'm going to take that back again. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Kaladin was so incredible, actually, Leo, yeah. that Duke Paulus Sixteenth Atreides sold a bunch of their Atreidean holdings mm-hmm. and decided, you know what? I'm going to move the whole family to Kaladin. Yeah. And so he does. Castle Kaladin is thus established, and the construction for this new home base for the Atreides is completed in the year 8,722 AG. Mm -hmm. And so ever since then, the Atreides have had their home base on Kaladin. Which is wild to me. Like, our first page, we meet Paul Atreides. He's 15 years old. The year is 10,191. So we're in this place, this, like, building. That has been the home of House Atreides for 1,400 years. Yeah. That's significantly older than my country (laughs) and that's just like oh yeah this is my childhood home yeah can you imagine having to go to history class and learn 1400 years of your house's history and then take a fucking pop quiz on it yeah i just wanted to know where the snacks are mom and she's like and then in the year 8941 what happened jimmy what happened you don't get the cookies Uh, uh, they moved the pantry to the the attic? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Wild stuff. So the Atreides have been around for a very long time. Yeah. But relatively speaking, the Atreides-Kaladin relationship is fairly new. Yeah. Just a short 1,400 years ago versus the 10,000 years ago that Demetrius Atreides founded the house. Right. That sort of puts a lot of what takes place in the book and the movies in perspective, at least for me. It gives it like this greater depth that there's so much rich history behind this house. Now, this also does sort of mark the almost like boring, peaceful years for House Atreides, Mm -hmm. because in addition to being a really sweet place to live, Caladan is kind of out of the way. Like, multiple characters refer to it as kind of a backwater. Obviously, that's going to change when a prominent house major is living there. Like, new trade routes are going to be established and all of that. But ultimately, other than occasionally scrapping with House Harkonnen, this is a 1,400-year period where things are pretty quiet for House Atreides. And that carries us into our recent history, right? That's right. We are in what you could refer to as modern day Atreides history. Yeah. Because in the year 10,140 AG, we get the birth of our boy, uh, Leto Atreides, uh, Oscar Isaac. His beard. And that beard. <laughs> Was he born with it? Probably. Who knows? Look at it. It's great. <laughs> Most likely. You don't grow a beard like that. Took years to make it good. I refuse to believe anyone can grow a beard like that because I just, I'll never have that beard. It was carved out of pure testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> So, Leto Atreides is born at Castle Kaladin in 10,140 AG. And there's a lot to say about Leto. He plays a massive role in establishing House Atreides as a rising power, as a potential threat to the emperor. But we are going to save all of that juicy, juicy Duke Leto discussion Mm -hmm. for a Duke Leto-focused episode. Right. Instead of going off into a huge tangent, which we know we could never recover from. 
which we originally had in the script, but decided we yes. didn't need to keep you prisoner for two actual hours. <laughs> <laughs> right. But of course, this is Gamjabar, guys, and we wouldn't right. leave you without a little tease, you naughty, naughty listeners. <laughs> so just in brief, just in brief, here are some quick facts about Leto. Yeah. Leto becomes Duke in his early 20s after his father dies in a bullfight. Mm-hmm. Luckily for House Atreides, even in his early 20s, he had established himself as a brilliant young mind, principled, and very, very politically savvy. Right. Not to mention, he was very easy on the eyes. Yeah, he was. <laughs> this sterling reputation led to a rise in popularity, not only for himself, but for House Atreides. Right. It grew their influence within the empire. And Leto catches the eye of Emperor Shaddam IV, who both admired and feared him. There's this really great quote when after meeting Leto, Shaddam talks to one of his aides and says, quote, if they were all simply as correct and as sure as their place as the Duke, the empire would be a paradise, end quote. Oof, nice. That is a Yelp review <laughs> we can all aspire to. Good Lord. Yeah. So the emperor also loves this Duke as much as we do. Right. And we won't say much more than that because we promised this would be a spoiler-free episode and saying anything beyond that gets into actual first pages of Dune territory. Right. And that gets us caught up with the history of this great house and basically brings us up to the first pages of Dune, which take place in 10,191. Yep. And with that, we're going to take another quick break. So hang out, stick around. Right after this, we're going to get into probably my favorite part of the episode. Oh my gosh, yes. Which is just the craziest casting call of people you could imagine, (laughs) one after another. (laughs) They're just insane. So stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back, folks. Let's dive into the second half of our episode. We are going to be talking about some of the more prominent members of House Atreides. All through its long and storied history, all 10,000 years, we're going to pick out some absolutely iconic Atreides characters to share with you. Yeah. It's amazing. Such an incredible cast of Atreides leaders here. No kidding. (laughs) And the way we're going to tackle this is as chronologically as we can. Right. This is by no means a comprehensive list of every Atreides leader. We would be here until the end of time if we did that. If you're interested in learning about more of them, we highly recommend checking out the Dune Encyclopedia. There's literally like six pages that go on and on and on about House Atreides and its many, many wonderful characters. (laughs) So check that out if you're interested in more. And I got to say, it's some of the funniest writing in the dune encyclopedia it's really (laughs) dense like we're gonna say some things like i'm gonna say two sentences and that is going to be three paragraphs summarized basically yeah it's so dense but what it's talking about and some of the direct quotes that we'll share with you today so genuinely funny so let's start off let's talk about actually one of those tumultuous those aforementioned tumultuous periods for house atreides so that you can kind of get an idea of how back and forth this kind of property exchange, if we want to call it that, could be. (laughs) So really only a hundred years into the empire existing, right? Going back 10,000 years before the book begins. At the time, uh, Emperor Elrude I Carino of House Carino 
was assassinated. Hey-o. Cool. This is going to be a pattern. Uh-huh. Heyo, indeed. <laughs> Should I say heyo every time you say that, or will that get annoying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a new bit. We're starting it Perfect. now. That's the sound of assassination. <laughs> now, <laughs> his forces, naturally, uh-huh. you kill the guy. All of the people who supported the guy, you exile them, because that's how it works. Mm-hmm. His replacement, Alman bin Haig, accused Elias Elias. Elias? I read that at... How do, you, how do you feel about that name? I think it's Elias. Elias. That sounds... Which I think is a cool name. It is a cool name. I would like name a kid of mine Elias. Uh, listen, I'm going to name a kid of mine Abelard, and then they'll fight <laughs> to the death. You son of a bitch. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> so, Almen bin Haig basically accused Elias Atreides, the current House of Atreides guy, of supporting those exiled troops and... With that as the basis, stripped him of everything he owned. Basically just took everything from him and was going to do more. Was going to do more. Abu, get that sound effect ready. Uh He was going to do more. But before the paperwork could get through the courts, Alman bin Haig was assassinated. Heyo! Heyo! There it is. It's that simple. (laughs) Just if you are accused of something, wait for the person who accused you to be assassinated by other people. It's so simple. The best defense. (laughs) The best defense is assassination. That's what people say. (laughs) The popular (laughs) saying. Yeah. (laughs) Now, Elias was post-assassination of the guy accusing him, was given his lands back by Sardir II of House Carino, but he only had them for what seems like a minute before they were taken again when Alman the second <laughs> took the throne <laughs> in 184 AG. I guess that wasn't a second. It was many years. But still, House Atreides only had their stuff for a bit before yeah. it was taken again by the fucking guy who took the name of the first guy. It's, right. it's just a ton of back and forth. Uh, it's crazy. It's like a bad sequel. So after Elias, the next Atreides we want to talk about objectively has the most boring name. <laughs> <laughs> True, yeah. Thomas Atreides <laughs> is our guy, the new butt of every joke we ever make about the Atreides. <laughs> yeah. Our boy Thomas, <laughs> who in 207 AG helped restore Elrude II to the throne. So again, we're playing this ping pong game with who's on the throne, who's not on the throne. Right. Atreides get their lands, lose their lands, get their lands, lose their lands. Thomas, in this instance, for helping Elrude, is made the Duke of Jadua mm-hmm. and given a planet. Cool. Nice. He's got a title. He's got a planet. Happily Everything's ever after. going yeah. great. Uh-huh. <laughs> Until in 346 AG, both the dukedom and the planet were taken when Thomas II was executed by Alman IV. Ah, so many almonds. <laughs> Alman is back in the game. Man. It's wild. Yeah. It's honestly like Fast and Furious at this point. The numbers <laughs> just keep going up for these guys. But ultimately, friends, it's about family. It's about family. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, what a dumb joke that makes me so happy. (laughs) Fast and Furious jokes aside, this violent period finally ends. This ping pong game comes to an end when Alkman Atreides, slightly different name, Alkman Atreides, who in 381 AG petitioned Regent Henley Al-Kair and through restoration of the county of Thuestus, whatever the fuck that sentence means... (laughs) (laughs) Finally established House Atreides as a house major. Hey! And I tried for five minutes to understand that sentence and then decided I don't even know that the person who wrote it in the encyclopedia knew what it meant. So whatever. Right. Long story short, 
Alcman Atreides fully like establishes House Atreides as a house major. Way to go, Alcman. <laughs> yes. The Atreides house is now in the major leagues. Yeah. So it takes them about 400 years from their establishment to grow from a minor house to a major house. Pretty good. Not bad. Nice. Not bad. Yeah. All right. Next up, we should briefly touch on this next Atreides. His <laughs> name is Iasin Atreides. Yeah. And he is most notable for basically <laughs> helping set up everyone's Google Cal <laughs> because he was responsible for this long period of stable rule within the empire. Right. What he did was restrict the checks and balances in the government system and make sure the imperial throne didn't devolve into this pure autocratic dictatorship that would get overthrown. Right. The encyclopedia tells us, quote, Thus, what had been a government of personal rule, with all its attendant chaos, became a hierarchy in which the imperial seat was merely one source of power, counterbalanced by the Lancerod, whose meetings became regularly scheduled for the first time, <laughs> and Chome and the Spacing Guild previously dealt with through the Emperor. End quote. Can you imagine an intergalactic... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Intergalactic civilization... <laughs> Hundreds of planets, thousands of planets, and people just meet whenever? What are you talking about? Right. What? Nobody's sending a Google Cal invite? <laughs> there are casual book clubs far more organized than this intergalactic civilization. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Wild. So, shouts to our guy, Ice and Atreides. Really plain yeah, IT here for the Empire. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this next one's iconic. All you, Leo. Oh, okay. I'm honored. <laughs> Well, following in the footsteps of Iason, <laughs> uh comes, I mean, he, this guy isn't notable at all, but we can't <laughs> not talk about him because yeah. he's honestly hilarious. We have, and let me try this name out, Heraclios II Atreides, who lived from 681 AG to 715 AG. Heraclius <laughs> was named Imperial Chancellor by the Lancerad. Cool. That's kind of boring. Hey, good for him. Yeah, good job, dude. That's his job. He was murdered by Ivan Harkonnen. Oh! And you'll never believe. Uh-huh. You actually may not believe what he did. <laughs> he was murdered, and the verbiage here is, while making love to one of Ivan's 24 mistresses. <laughs> <laughs> Ivan! <laughs> <at a> oh. <laughs> Hey-yo. Hey-yo. Hey <laughs> it's kind of an assassination. It's, at the very least, it's rude on multiple levels. Yeah. Let the guy finish. God damn. <laughs> Why not after? <laughs> after making love. No, it's wild. Jesus. But also, come on. Heraclius, lock the door. Put a sock on the door. My guy. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, that is. In on it? What was that? Are you sure the mistress wasn't in on it? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Secret you just, thoughts. You just turned this from a throwaway dumb joke to an honestly fantastic sounding HBO miniseries about the mistress. Yeah. Incredible. Oh. I'm going to go ahead and steal that idea. That's such a good... <laughs> I hadn't even thought of that. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. Perhaps one of the mistresses was in on this assassination attempt against Heraclios. A little seduce and stab, you know? A-O indeed. <laughs> I love it. I, I, for one, Leo, think this is actually where the true Atreides-Harkonnen blood feud started. 
I know we talked historically, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. It happened 10,000 years ago. Yeah. I don't think so. I think it happened right here when Heraclius dares sleep with one of Ivan's ladies. That's so absurd. I do like to think, okay, let's accept that that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine Baron Harkonnen meeting with Leto Atreides and going, you know what your family did. And Leto Atreides is like, yeah, we called you out on abandoning at battle. And Baron's like, what? No, 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 no. Like hundreds of years later, you <laughs> slept with one of our mistresses. And we're still mad about it. <laughs> we're still mad about it. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? Wild Stuff shouts to Heraclius. Oh. And that's what he's known for in the history books, folks. <laughs> that's his epitaph. Now, <laughs> this leads us into our first kind of focusing on a solo Atreides. And I love this guy. I, not to like get ahead of myself, but I fucking love this guy. Yeah. The next Atreides we're going to talk about was in the year 1027 AG. Now, at this time, a Bashar named Fade suspended the Lance Rad. He was like, hey, you know the whole collection of power that like governs the universe? Get rid of it. I don't want it. I'm the emperor now. And he murdered a ton of people. So many people. Like he murdered almost all of House Atreides. Literally, I think two people survived. A few yeah. people were in slavery. It, it's brutal. It's awful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, he fucked up because he didn't kill Odysseus Atreides. Right. <laughs> Odysseus Atreides, as far as I'm concerned, is the first John Wick. Because <laughs> effectively, he basically... Okay, here yeah, I'll, I'll walk you through it. He secretly enlisted in the Imperial Forces, right, as a soldier under a false name. Mm -hmm. He, once he was an Imperial soldier, stole one of their ships. Iconic. <laughs> he sold the ship. He just sold it. Naturally. Took that money, used those funds to bankroll a series of hit-and-run guerrilla warfare-style raids on Fade's forces. Amazing. And historians are like, yeah, those raids, those hit-and-run attacks are the beginning of the end of Fade's regime. Now, this was actually 70 years, three successive emperors, and their 70-year rule was ended by a dude who just jacked a ship and <laughs> used that to fund, again, a John Wick-style like <laughs> bloodbath, single-handedly toppling an empire. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I love this guy. Amazing. What an absolutely anime-style comeback. <laughs> right. His yeah. whole family slaughtered by Fade. Ugh. And he, he's out here just taking down Fade's entire rule. Oh, so Incredible good. stuff. Shouts to Odysseus. Yeah. Okay, moving on from that badass. Impossible to fill his shoes, but our next guy's going to try. Sure. The next noteworthy Atreides that we want to talk about is Achilles. Yeah. In 1680 AG. To set the stage... Around this time, the Imperium, it's like 2008 for the Imperium. They're going through a huge recession. Oof. Yeah. And in an absolutely batshit crazy move, Achilles sells the family estates. Yeah. And uses all of this money to then invest in Chome <laughs> in the shares of underdeveloped worlds. He basically, like, from my understanding, buys up a bunch of penny stocks with all of this money he, <laughs> he gets from selling everything the Atreides own. Right. <laughs> Within 20 years, just 20 short years, uh -huh. our boy Achilles is the richest man in the universe. <laughs> the entire crazy. universe. <laughs> yeah. Those penny stocks pay off. 
And what he does with all of this money, once he is the richest man in the universe, is start to undermine the emperor. Because right. obviously that's what you do when you get to a Bezos level. <laughs> right. You, you just start fucking around with people in power. Yeah, and that's true. what he does. He starts using his money to play with the markets and mess with the emperor at that time. It's an absolutely wild story and truly an endorsement for NFTs and crypto. <laughs> Achilles knows what's up. He was on Wall Street bets, and he took that to the moon. Selling off Gomjabar NFTs. Yeah. <laughs> right. Achilles was day one GameStop, no doubt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Oh, he, he got in on GameStop early. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, the next Atreides that we're going to talk about is Duke Demetrios the 18th. Scratch that. I said it confidently. 17. The 17th. <laughs> Atreides. <laughs> I'm not wearing my glasses. <laughs> I th thought there were three lines and there are only two. They'll get you. He has a brutal, gruesome story, but it's one that takes a few turns that I think is worth exploring. So let's talk about it. Mm -hmm. After those NFT jokes, this really brings down the mood. We'll get through <laughs> it. In the ballpark of basically 2380 AG, Emperor Basil III Altam was murdered by his own Sardaukar commander. Basically just like a coup. A coup was thrown. Mm -hmm. Now, honorable dude Demetrius was like, hey, that's kind of fucked up. You killed your boss. Like, that's not a very Sardaukar thing to do. And he said as much to the Lancerad. He was like, guys, isn't that super messed up? Yeah, so so chuggy. So chuggy. God, <laughs> that was cringe. Super cringe of him, bro. <laughs> that, and I just want to be very clear about this, was exactly the moment he fucked up like that is the worst thing he could have done because <laughs> this ex sardaukar emperor surprise not a nice guy put demetrius on display publicly tortured him mutilated him left him blind and then put him in the imperial zoo he put oh him in <laughs> zoo displaying him as quote homo perdulianus reus which i google translated is latin for <laughs> this is amazing the man guilty of treason <laughs> oh my god what a flex so you're like you're in the imperial zoo walking you're like okay pandas uh-huh uh-huh pandas oh giraffes they've got some of those cool <laughs> love it and what the he this is a man this is just a guy in a pit <laughs> and what is the the man guilty of treason <laughs> fucking brutal right Right. The tour guide is just like, and to your left, we have <laughs> former Duke Demetrius Atreides tried to take down the emperor. <laughs> Said mean things to the Lancerad. Like, he didn't even really do that much. He just voiced an opinion. <laughs> it's brutal. On yeah. some levels, it's depressing because I like the Atreides in general. Call me a simp, but I love the Atreides. Call me Meanwhile, a Meanwhile, <laughs> I'm like impressed. That's... <laughs> genuinely impressive to put your enemy yeah. in the zoo it's like oh yeah that's a you don't forget that you know <laughs> no. there's a reason this got written down in some history books i'm also shocked that this just as like a meta commentary i'm shocked that this was written in 1984 or like before 1984 published in 1984 and that more people haven't had villains do this like that's just a great beat for a villain to do right like putting the person in a zoo oh it's so good yeah anyway the ex sardaukar emperor, fun fact, wasn't popular. Yeah. People didn't seem to like him. So he was overthrown and tortured mm. publicly. 
naturally, kind of got what he deserved. And uh, the new emperor was like, that was super fucked up. Sorry, Demetrius. Welcome to not being in zoo anymore. And uh, here are your estates and your titles back. Damn, the pendulum swings once more. It swings once more. That ping pong game started up again. We didn't even notice. <laughs> Demetrius is blind at this point and also, like, I guess was being fed zoo food. So he... <laughs> what is zoo food? Like chicken nuggets? I don't know. Feed? <laughs> zoo? F- like, I don't know. Animal crackers? <laughs> what do you feed a human in zoo, Abu? It's a question I don't want to answer. <laughs> it's, the, it's those gross taco Lunchables. That no one ever liked? Did you ever eat those? I don't. I, I feel like I've liked every Lunchable I've eaten. Wow. But uh, I can't remember a taco one. <laughs> Gosh, I should get back to the script at some point. <laughs> right. So Demetrius, tired of his zoo Lunchables, basically became a foodie. Mm. He decided to travel far and wide, paying exorbitant fees for tickets to basically just far off places that had famous foods. Yeah. And ate and ate and eight and eight and he died as we all will maybe <laughs> at the age of 99 it was weirdly morbid i'm sorry he died <laughs> at the age of 99 and this is the quote regarding his death quote his weight exceeded his age at his death by a factor of five jesus <laughs> end quote he that is unnecessarily <laughs> savage of the encyclopedia to include that fact i honestly i think it's just it's a celebration yeah he was big, beautiful. There's just so much to love. Uh, Absolutely. I love that for him. Look, he was in captivity. Yeah. Being fed Lunchables. Like the dude <laughs> wants to try some better food out and there. And the taco ones, no less. Not even the <laughs> delicious ones. <laughs> Are there delicious ones? I still eat them sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I literally had the nacho Lunchables yesterday, so I'm just talking shit. Oh my gosh. All right. <laughs> no, props to Demetrios for getting out of jail and then living the rest of his life in luxury. Yeah, for sure. That that's the only way to do it. <laughs> that's what I plan to do once I'm out of jail. <laughs> yeah. That's when we reveal that we've been recording from prison cells this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Our captors are forcing us to do this. <laughs> So let's go over the next 2,000 years very, very quickly. There are a number of other Atreides that the encyclopedia touches on. We're going to blast through them and give you just some rapid-fire fun facts about them. Super quick. Right. First up, we got Paulos Seventh. He was a poet. Nice. Then we got Minos, who was known as the Great Librarian. Oh, yeah. Cool. After that, we got Karolambos who was rumored to be such an excellent shot that it was said that he could put three shots into a single hole at 100 meters. Damn. That's... I think that deserves an AO. AO! <laughs> AO! Thanks for humoring us. What hole, though? Whichever one he wants. That's how good he is. AO. AO. It's like a confused AO. <laughs> After that guy, we got Duke Atreus the Fourth, mm-hmm. who outlived his six wives. Wow! And died in the arms of his seventh. Oh! I want a fucking rom com about this dude's love life. <laughs> After him, we have Aristeles, mm-hmm. who invented. This is absolutely wild. He invented <laughs> three new types of knots, and he was like a perfume aficionado, and developed an entirely new type of fragrance. <laughs> and I think it goes without saying that this guy, very popular on Gamat. Yeah, true. 
<laughs> no doubt. Between the knots and the fragrance, he knows what he's doing. Can you imagine? It's like 18,000 years in the future, and you're like, guys, I came up with a new knot. And people are like, <laughs> what? <laughs> right? What else is there left to come up with? It's a rope. Like, what did you do? Ropes only go so many ways. <laughs> we did all of them. No, I did a new way. <laughs> Bullshit. Show me. I am talking shit like I know how to tie anything but my shoes, but, <laughs> right. you know. Bunny ears three times around. Okay. <laughs> Next up, after that bevy of bevy of boys, uh, let's talk about Mikhail II Atreides. Oh, this guy. Legendary piece of shit guy. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. But also, take a moment, expect what the story is going to be, and then have your expectations dashed upon the rocks. He was emperor from 4,641 to 4,670. And to be clear, at this point, pretty much everyone is cousins. <laughs> so people would like claim via blood right. He was emperor under the banner of House of Atreus Carino, basically. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to point that out there. Mikhail Atreides, or Mikhail II Atreides, started off a pretty strong, nice guy. He did his best to kind of better the life of the Imperium, and overall was pretty good. Until he nearly died from poison in his drink. And never happened to me. Like, I've never been almost poisoned. Right. But it changed him. He was not in a good mood after that. Do you want to experience that, or... We could set we could set something up, Leo. Stop trying to poison me, Abu. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Well, not yet. Keep doing it. Every episode. <laughs> it's a near-death experience. <laughs> well, no, hasn't happened to me yet. Thank goodness. Knock on knock on wood. Now, after nearly losing his life, he, quote, began to harass the Landsrat, accumulated personal rule, and began a reign of terror unparalleled in imperial history. End quote. Iconic. Iconic. Classic. Just a reign of terror. Mm -hmm. Just a good old reign of terror. Now, everyone hated him. They were like, this guy sucks. He's so bad. Whoever tried to poison him, you really fucked up. So he left the throne. He just left. And he claimed he was going to, quote, retire to a monastery, which really sounds like an <laughs> euphemism. But turns out it's not what anybody expected. Mm-hmm. He entered cryogenic suspension. Oh, my God. With his son. Like, he dragged his son with him. It's like, boy, we're going. And they entered cryogenic suspension for hundreds of years. Holy shit. (laughs) So his story stopped. Like, people were like, oh, yeah, he's at that monastery for hundreds of years. They're like, yeah, he's whatever. He went there and then he died, I guess. I don't know. Like a stripper from a cake, in the year 4,813, he emerged. He was like, hello, universe. And also brought his son out of cryogenic, you know, suspension. Wow. And then reclaimed the throne. The guy emerged from the cake in the bikini and all, and then just took the imperial throne (laughs) and reigned for another 70 years. It's worth mentioning at this point, upon, upon thawing out his boy of thawing out his son. He just threw him in prison. <laughs> I don't... Incredible. The encyclopedia doesn't really say why. Uh, I guess it's just, like, to protect himself from being usurped. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's a little hard to say. In the year 4,888 AG, his son, angry about being thawed out and then just thrown in prison, I guess, <laughs> uh, deposed him. Wow. Kids are so ungrateful. 
I know. <laughs> you freeze someone for 200 years and then they don't even say thank you. Right. So his son threw him in jail, took him off the throne, claimed the throne for himself, threw him in jail. It's that good old Uno reverse card that had been <laughs> fermenting for 200 years. This eldest son and his brothers all kind of juggled the throne. They were all fighting amongst themselves for this throne. Mm-hmm. Mikhail II, again, like a like a stripper from a cake, yeah. escaped from prison. Oh, my God. Never count this guy out. <laughs> never count him out. This dude's never down for the count. In 4,913 <laughs> AG, he, he took a small group of guards and murdered all of his sons. He was like, well, oh my God. listen. I guess this is what I've got to do. Now, one historical account quotes him, quote, I can always breed new sons, <laughs> end quote, <laughs> which, good Lord. <laughs> so his life, his bizarre, cruel, strange life comes to an end uh, in 4915 AG. And this is also just fantastic. Yeah. One of his daughters killed him. Wow. She waited until he was in the bath, and then she, clearly some form of chemist, threw a large piece of pure sodium, like a large chunk of pure sodium, into his bathtub. Like salt? Now, again, that was my impression. I was My mistake was thinking that sodium was just salt. Yeah, what? The ocean? Sounds great. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. Sodium. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, what? Sodium. Yeah. Sodium's salt? No, NaCl is salt. Sodium chloride, oh. right? Oh, it's the chloride makes it yeah. not. Oh, you're right. Hey, there you go. Wow. Sorry, Dad. Literal Dad. <laughs> Thank you for saving our asses. Hey. <laughs> we put you through college. Come on. I got my degree in art, as has been heavily covered by this show. <laughs> And how's that going for you? Hey, yo! Hey, yo! (laughs) Sodium is not salt, as our live audience has pointed out, as my father has pointed out. (laughs) It's a material that explodes when it comes in contact with water. It, like, burns violently. There's some really great videos on YouTube if you just look up sodium and water. And there's this one where they throw a pretty big chunk of it into a lake. It, like sizzles it bubbles and it's just kind of bubbling and it's like okay Mm -hmm. well i feel like he could just get out of the bath and then it explodes it's just like this big heckin explosion so he was probably severely burned and then blown to pieces by his daughter who had fucking had enough of this dude who to be fair lived for almost 300 years including the cryogenic sleep so yeah oh mikhail the second guys (laughs) that's him well Mikhail II out here is giving Holtzman a run for his money. True. Yo. I mean, as, as far as like the power rankings of dudes who went into cryosleep and trolled the universe, Holtzman is still up there for me. Right, but right. I think Mikhail's a very close second. He takes silver. <laughs> it's true. That's amazing. What a life. What a life. Okay, let's wrap up our long list of Atreides. We have one more to go before we wrap up today. Yes. In the year 8008 AG. Yeah. And Atreides named Telemachus overthrew the emperor <laughs> and notably said the words, quote, if I can't have the bloody throne, neither can my quivering cousin, end quote. <laughs> I just remembered who this is. <laughs> <laughs> this didn't go super well for him. <laughs> no. <laughs> because just a few short years later in 8015 AG, 
he was impeached before the Landstrad, and days later, he was executed. (laughs) Now, the best part of all of this, in that impeachment process, during his defense, (laughs) he makes exactly one statement. Yeah. He says exactly one thing that is recorded, and we will now read it to you in full. Yeah. Let's just read the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. We should. Top to bottom. (laughs) Yeah. Top to bottom. Okay. Every word. Yeah. Quote, evidently, I was wrong. End quote. (laughs) (laughs) My God. (laughs) I just, I, it's like, okay, you overthrow the emperor and then everyone's mad and they put you in trial and they're like, we're going to kill you now. And what do you say to that? Other than evidently I was wrong. Okay. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. What a defense. Rock solid, my dude. Oh, straight to the guillotine. My, how did he not walk free with that defense? That's good. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> amazing. So that right there is a list of the notable Atreides that we wanted to pick out from the encyclopedia. Yeah. But like we said earlier, by no means is that a comprehensive list. If you're interested in learning more about the wild and wacky adventures of the Atreides household, <laughs> grab yourself a copy of the Dune Encyclopedia wherever you can find it. And check out the entry on House of Trades. There's so much more in there than we have time to talk about today. Indeed. And if you're so inclined, email your favorite Atreides to us. Comjabarpodcast at gmail.com. Whether it's one that we covered today or one that you find in the encyclopedia, let us know who your favorite Atreides is and why. Uh, I would love that. Bat facts and your favorite Atreides. Those are the two things I want to get. Yes. Well, let's wrap up. Let's wrap up this wild ride Mm -hmm. with a couple of questions a couple of fun questions after today's adventure starting off abu who is your favorite atreides and why is it clearly mikhail the (laughs) second go ahead (laughs) defend yourself i mean mikhail's up there in the power rankings for (laughs) sure sure but i'm gonna have to go with what some might consider a boring answer sure I choose Iasen Atreides, our Google Cal guy, because frankly, being organized is hot. Okay? Yeah. Put that on your Tinder profile. Put that on your Bumble profile. If you're organized, you are bangable, folks. (laughs) You got your shit on a schedule. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. You're scheduled. You're prompt. You're probably never late to things. Yeah. And you always know when you are available and aren't available for dates. Pro tip. Or you know exactly when you're late to things. (laughs) You know when it was scheduled. <laughs> Ice and Atreides takes the top spot for me. Okay. And a close runner-up. Sure. If, uh, you didn't ask about runner-up, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you. <laughs> a close runner-up for me is Aristeles. I'm butchering his name again. The perfume guy. Oh, sure. Who created literal new smells and tens of thousands of years into the future decided ropes could do more that they weren't (laughs) doing enough yeah and came up with new knots so he's a close second for me i was gonna say the phrase stop slacking stop slacking ropes came to mind (laughs) and it just works on so many levels that's delightful that works on so many levels i love it more ropes (laughs) all right leah what about you who takes your top spot for atreides okay uh i've got to go i kind of spoiled my own choice a little bit but Odysseus. Odysseus Atreides. The fact that he witnessed, to remind you, witnessed his entire family dismantled. Nearly everyone killed. 
yeah you know sold to slavery everyone's gone and then to basically pull off that like anime revenge arc <laughs> and just single-handedly dismantle a, an empire would be such a good show and it's just such a compelling narrative yeah but considering you also did a runner-up uh then i'll do my runner-up yeah my runner-up is telemachus atreides right listen he knew what he wanted to do, right? He overthrew a governor. He overthrew the empire. Uh-huh. Excuse me. He did it and then was not above admitting he was wrong in right. <laughs> the shortest possible tweet. Yeah. He was very efficient. He He's humble. Okay. He's humble. We got to acknowledge that. Yeah. You overthrow <laughs> the ruler of the known galaxy. Yeah. And then get overthrown yourself. You admit you're wrong. I think yeah. that's admirable. <laughs> Good job, Telemachus. I like him. Man of principle. (laughs) Okay, Leo, one more question before we wrap up today's episode. Sure. Let's actually, speaking of Telemachus, put ourselves in his shoes. Okay. If you, Leo, were on trial for a historically, iconically bad call. Seems likely. Sure. Whatever that may be. Yeah. (laughs) And you had just one sentence to mutter in your defense, what is getting recorded in the history books? (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen of the court, uh, (laughs) I would just like to point out that you can support Gamjabar on patreon.com forward slash Gamjabar and check out our merch store at gamjabarshop.com. And and then just bear with me, ladies and gentlemen of the court. Right. I'm bearing. Uh, My favorite anime is probably My Hero Academia. And then I would just continue to list all of my favorite anime yeah. and why I like them. And I would never end the sentence. You would filibuster the court in one <laughs> breath. Yeah. A nine-hour defense. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's amazing. What that, that also is a rock-solid strategy. Listen. I, I think you'd make it out alive. I'm just hoping to kill enough time that the, whoever accused me of my terrible decision gets assassinated like that's really just the hope uh, but that's that's my that's my answer what about you abu what do you think yeah i'm actually gonna steal from you because i think you've got an excellent <laughs> strategy sure i would tweak it a little bit though i wouldn't go the anime route <laughs> what i would instead do is just go through the housekeeping for these podcast episodes <laughs> for gam jabbar uh-huh. because frankly at this point they're getting so fucking long <laughs> that i'm just hoping the jury gets bored and annoyed and leaves <laughs> They're like, okay, let's barter. If we say you're innocent, will you cut it off right after the Patreon bit? You're like, "Uh, no promises. (laughs) Right, right. We're like, no, we got to talk about the merch. (laughs) And the jury's like, Jesus, just, just, he's innocent. Just get him out of here. My God, get him out of here. (laughs) And I'm like, no, 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 I'm not innocent. (laughs) Put me in a zoo. I got to tell you about the spoiler warning. (laughs) Feed me Lunchables. (laughs) I deserve it. Well, friends, there is no real ending. It's just the place where you stop the recording. But this podcast is always one step beyond logic, so help spread the word of Muad'Dib and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And be sure to check out the other shows on the Lore Party Podcast Network on loreparty.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at lore underscore party. Thank you so much for listening, and remember, he who controls the podcast controls the universe. We'll see you on the Golden Path. Another guy named Bashar... No, Bashar is his title. 
Abu. Abulard. Abulard, but all I'm seeing is Abu Lard here. <laughs> kind of offended. <laughs> so strange of you to see the name that like way, that. Abu. Well, <laughs> how could I not have seen that? <laughs> I feel like shots were taken at me and I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> you a Harkonnen? This- you a Harkonnen man? <laughs> 